everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Welcome, everybody, to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Thank you for tuning in. I always say thank you, but I feel like time is a huge asset for people. Yes. So I just want to thank people for their time. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Aaron, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Okay. It's a good day today. It is a good day today. We usually shoot these on Friday. Yeah. And today, I have an amazing guest. His name's Aaron Kramer. Oh my gosh. I feel it's just privileged. us. It's yeah. just us. Well, I'm not even going to interview him. We're going to talk about something that has been on my heart for a while. And I feel like we're just starting to galvanize it now, which is crazy because I've been in this business for quite some time. The difference is it's now a different company. It's yeah. a different kind of trajectory. It's a different things that now we're starting to see core values that I feel are powerful. One of them is having a clear, understandable, future-driven financial plan. Oh, my gosh. So people can then bet on themselves. Yeah. I feel like that's our job. It is our just job. Give you a clear plan. If you continue to do what you're doing today, where are you going to land? Yeah. That's number one. Just having a solid base to work from. Mm-hmm. Here's why I think it's super powerful. Because the people we're getting in front of, they're ready to bet on themselves. Yes. But a lot of times what they're missing is this plan of what's going to happen to me personally if I continue to do what I'm doing today. Yep. Am I going to land on the runway? Am I going to miss the runway? Are my wheels going to hit the runway so hard it's going to crash and burn? Like these are questions that people have. Yeah. And a lot of times, maybe one person, and usually we're talking to married couples. Let's just address it now. Yeah. The one person is ready to take a risk. Hey, I want to jump off the proverbial bridge. I'm done with this job. I just don't feel like my gifts and strengths and is really being fully utilized. Yep. And so I'm ready to jump, but their spouse is like worried sick. Like, what about this? What about that? And so what we have found and what I know that now is galvanized at Uncommon Wealth Partners is it starts with a true financial plan. Yep. Yes. And that financial plan, the easier and more simple that we can make it. Now that doesn't mean that our, our solutions and strategies aren't going to be a little out of the box and uncommon, but at the end of the day, they have to understand and articulate it to understand what their plan is for themselves. Yes. Right. And I feel like in the past at Uncommon Wealth, those plans weren't always clear. And so the new Uncommon Wealth is first, we have to make sure that you understand what your personal plan is. Yep. Then you have to have enough confidence in that to then go take a, you need to invest in yourself in some way. Yes. How is that? Well, each person is different. Yeah. Aaron is wired differently than I am. I mean, our body composition is exactly the same, but anything else, (laughs) I have longer hair than he has. He has way bigger muscles. Uh, But anyway, the point is Aaron is wired different than Philip. Philip is wired different than Aaron. So if Aaron's going to bet on himself, he's probably going to bet on himself a little bit different than the way that I would. Our job is to help edify that and then use your money that you currently have and show you if you made this adjustment and it crashed and burned, what is our risk here? Yeah. Or what if it made, like, what if we made a great plan, you invested in yourself, and it actually worked? What does that look like? Yeah. And having a plan and kind of a guideline principles of this is the worst case, this is the best case, 
Yeah. And then now you feel like you're ready to go. But if you did nothing, if you stayed where you're at, this is where you would be on the roadmap of retirement or your goals. Yes. Maybe it's not retirement that you're excited about. That's fine. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Let's I get feel into like there's it. a lot, a there's lot there. So much here. I'm okay. like over here, antsy to start digging into this. <laughs> I'm glad you, you're, you are wired different. You're good at setting the stage for everybody. Cause I jump into things and people are like, what are we talking about? I'm like, I'm so sorry. Let's back it up a second. I love it. So, but like what I want people to know for us is we're not your typical advisor. We're just not. So and like, in Commonwealth, you're not coming to us because we are. Yeah. Let's be you know, so you know, you'll get other people sit there and say, we give clear plans. You give clear plans for a cookie cutter plan. Yeah. So, but for us, our clients are not cookie cutter. No. They're not like, nope, I'm going to work a W-2 for my entire life. Yep. I need to make sure I'm saving enough, and then I can retire to do nothing at in retirement. We can work with those people, but we can, but that's far less than the people that you're going to talk about. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we can do that. So I want people to understand, like if we can help this extraordinary uncommon, yes, you know, that's right. Super complicated, which you'll start understanding as we start digging into this, then there is nothing wrong with a simple plan. Or those like basic plans. Those are just as beautiful, but they're not as complicated. Very true. So, um, people need to understand, like, our goal is to give you a super simple plan to understand. Does that mean it's simple? No. No. Right. So this also means, and like you've alluded to, if we're all wired different, that means there's a lot more understanding we need to get into. Right. Right. And there's a lot more questions that we need to ask to truly understand people's drive and passions and fears and like... Yeah. where's the relationships at? And that's why I'm going to be super honest. We don't haven't really talked about prices here. That's why we charge a financial planning fee, which yep. is a thousand dollars. So, yeah. and it's not that much. We put that in there because some advisors are like, well, how much money do I have to manage of yours? Yeah. Like, how much money do you have that I can manage that kind of thought process that couldn't be further from our, pro- our thought process. Then there's other advisors who say, I want to make sure that you have over $500,000 of investable assets. I made $500,000 up. It could be like, you have to have over a hundred thousand dollars of investable assets for me to invest, but it really excludes a lot of people and especially the uncommon people because they might not value this investable assets like other advisors do. So we had to come up with a solution in order to help these people that like, I just need a plan. I know that you can help me with that plan. We charge a financial planning fee of $1,000, which I feel like is very reasonable. It's actually really low. It's, it is comparable. But I, but like, I want to be able to help as many people as we yes. can because I've seen the people who've bet on themselves and they didn't have two nickels to rub together. They somehow got the $1,000 and are thriving yes. now. Like those kind of people excite me too. As much as like somebody would be like, well, who's your favorite client, Philip? Well, it's not the person who has the most money. I don't know. The people who are actually following our advice and getting traction. Yeah. Like having success, having but, success, right? But if you're, if you're a business owner and you're listening to, you know, when you get started, like all the money has to go into your business, all of it, all of it. So all if, in, and we wanted to charge the average, I think the average financial planning fee is like $2,500 or yeah. I know there's a gal in here in Iowa in the Des Moines Metro that charges 5000 And we're like, oh. But that would exclude so many people to go invest in themselves and learn themselves. So it's right. like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. It doesn't follow our core principles either. Yeah. So keep going. But, I mean, with that, though, 
you got our people that we work with have to understand if we're asking all these questions about personality your your feelings your desires your fears well there's a whole other side of the set of questions we have to also ask mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's number questions like we have to Absolutely. grab your n- numbers and we have to understand your numbers and so what i want people to understand is our end goal is to be very clear but if we're only going to take an hour of your time, sometimes it's really hard to get through all those questions. So it could be a few appointments. Yeah. It could be a lot of text messages being like, hey, I forgot to ask this question. What's this goal of yours? Or, hey, I emailed you. Right. There's a few more numbers that we need. Yeah. And like, I'm sure the listeners are like, oh my gosh, how long is this process? It's yeah. a little longer than probably most. Yep. But here's what I would say. It isn't because we're the ones who are dragging these meetings out. It's because our clients are super excited to talk about it. Yeah. And I will, I will I love these like first initial meetings when we're just getting to know each other, because when you can tap in on something that people are passionate about, you have no idea how long they can talk about that. Yes. Like think about something that, I mean, just for the listeners, think about something you love to do and then talk about it. Like you could talk about this for a long time. So I was, this is a true story. I was sitting with an individual talking to them and they tapped into like what they were excited about. It was so fun to be there and ask them questions and stuff. And at the end of it, I was like, Hey, how long do you think we've been talking? I don't know, 15 minutes. It'd been 45 minutes. And I think I just asked questions. So my point in saying that is this is actually a very therapeutic might not be the right word for for clients to be able to go through this and have people talk about it and being unified with their spouse in this process it's actually really fun to be a part of but it oh just sometimes gosh. takes a little longer is what you're saying so yeah when you hear this like it takes long don't get discouraged about that actually get more encouraged because yeah. it is powerful to have that time to talk about things. Yeah, well we need that time because without that time we can't dig into the things that we need to dig into and understand the importance of it like here i i know if you're a client of mine and you're listening like you you know Aaron can talk forever. And if you're getting jazzed for something, then I'm probably getting super jazzed. And I want to keep talking about it. I mean, one of the things Philip had to coach me on the first year I was here is like, we're timing your appointments. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's probably good. So, uh, but like, it really helps us see what's important. Cause if they bring up a goal and they can only talk about it for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, do you really want this to be in your goal? Do you really want this to be in your plan? Because we got a whole set of numbers we got to start running, but you don't seem excited. Now, if we got to shut you down because you are so excited, it's like, oh, we are planning for this. But you, if you're wanting our help, you want the clearest plan. Because if you are an entrepreneur mindset, what is the easiest thing to do, Philip? Yeah, just keep thinking about things, ideas, keep keep going and seeing the big picture, right? Seeing the big picture, seeing what you want to do, getting excited about it, but not doing the small things to get there. Yeah. Right. Well, well, typically like I think the mindset and the psychology of people that are good at taking the leap is you're good at ignoring the details. Not, not in a bad way. Like, let me explain this in the sense that like, I mean, the people that get so hung up on the details don't jump off the bridge Mm -hmm. because if nine out of 10 companies, Fail analysis by paralysis. Yeah. Yep. That's what they're like. Mm. But like, if you can ignore that, you're kind of like ignoring those little things and you're flying. Mm-hmm. Well, it's our job to help you slow down yep. to get the numbers. So then we can go do the detail stuff for you to make sure that you can keep flying. Yes. And the spouse that isn't going to jump off the bridge, which kind of, let's be honest, they kind of do, but are clear and they know that they have a plan. Yeah. That's the part where I think entrepreneurs are like, I'm so excited. I'm going to jump. Well, 
Is your spouse ready to jump if yes. you're married? Like maybe, maybe not, but maybe this is the best gift you can give your spouse yep. to give them clarity. Which will increase your success. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're listening to the podcast, you all hear that the spouse legitimately is your anchor. Yeah. I just, I just met with somebody last, like it was two weeks ago, that their spouse was their anchor. Like they can get going flying so high. It's like, hey, come back down to earth. Yeah. You know, let's because they're the dreamers. They're the one that took the leap, but the spouse brought them back down. And it's that that's why they complete us. That's true. So to me, our jobs is to give people that clarity, give them an understandable plan where they can articulate it. Yes. And then future project that numbers and just let's talk through it. Yep. Take the emotion out of it. Yeah. This is where we're at. This is where you are. You know. And then, and then now start being able to dream. Now that we have this baseline, our job is to now monitor things. How, how are, how are things going? Yeah. It's to adjust, adjust things. Yep. Well, let's, let's adjust here and then inform. Like let's just inform, Hey, this is what this, the system's saying. Let's talk yeah. through this. Um, and sometimes the information we're talking about is super positive. Sometimes it's negative. It doesn't matter. Like, but well, we need to talk through it and that's our job. Yes. So at the end of almost every meeting, it's just like, when do you want to meet next? How can we help you further your path of this uncommon path? But our number one job is just to give you a good financial plan. And that you're very well educated on. Sure. Cause we, I mean, if you look back at it, Philip, with the people that we've done a really good job on educating people on their plan and given very clear plans, They'll call us, be like, hey, something changed. Yep. It's gonna I think it's gonna change our numbers. And nine out of ten times it does. It does. Yeah. And so but then there's times where I know at least in my own practice where they're like, where I'm meeting and I'm asking questions, like, well, this changed and that changed. Like, well, those are big things. Yeah. Like, we need to go back to the drawing board. Yes. It's like, oh. It's like they're like, I'm sorry. It's like, don't be sorry. I guess that's actually my bad that I didn't like educate you well enough to know to call me. Right. Right. So I love, I love that we have such a relationship with our clients that we're both doing the informing. They're informing yeah. us on things that are changing on their plan. We're informing them on things that are changing on our end. Uh, but it's a very big partnership. Hence the reason why we're Uncommon Wealth Partners. Yes. Because we do feel like we partner with our clients. And what I'm finding moving forward is the value of having a clear plan. Yeah. It's just so important. And the times where it isn't, and maybe the client feels like we hold all the information for their plan, not only feels suffocating, but it feels almost like not right. It just doesn't feel right. They should be able to understand what their plan is in such a way that they can articulate it to not only each other, but if somebody's asking like, what's your plan? They should be able to articulate that. Yeah. And that's, I think this first phase of, of the new uncommon wealth, if you will, is to going back and just making sure everyone has a very clear plan and they can understand it, yeah. communicate it. And then if we have to do anything, it's just future project what those numbers are going to do. Yeah. So we, I mean, I think our goal is if the entire team was on a plane and the plane went down. Yep. Like you should be able to take your plan to another planner. Yes. And articulate, this is what I'm doing. Yes. I need you to watch it. Right. You know, it's a good point. Like if you can't do that, we, we haven't got it clear enough yet. That's, that's a perfect thing. And I feel like I've had enough conversations with, with clients that they've said that their experience with interviewing other advisors has not been this, Hey, we want to be partners with you in this plan. It's either been like, Hey, I'm the bus driver. You either get behind me in the bus or you can drive yourself, but I just don't want you on my bus. 
our job is like, well, hey, you don't really need us, but we're really fun to take on a road trip. Yeah. We'll read the map if you want us. If we hit a detour, we'll help you read it. Yeah. But you can do it yourself, right? Yeah. So our job for that $1,000 is to give you such a plan where you feel like you have clarity, you have vision, and honestly, you wouldn't need us if you didn't want us. But if yeah. you do, we're right here, right? Yeah. How can we serve you? What things can come up? Because at the end of the day, my life has always been this, where I can create a good plan and things change. Yep. So we have to modify. We have to really adjust, you know, things like that. The plan needs flexibility. The plan needs flexibility. And I feel like that's another thing that we're really starting to understand the value of. Yes. Hey, flexibility, because things change quickly. Yeah. We need to have a plan and we need to be adaptable in yep. that plan and flexibility. So man, there's a lot. What yeah. else? Like I this is just a fun conversation yeah, I, to have. I want to get into the flexibility part of it. Cause I think people need to understand like we, it is true. You, we can give you, a, we want to be able to give you such a clear plan that you can go do it yourself. But and underst- but I also understand, I don't know too many people out there that have a life that they're like, oh, yeah, I was 22, 23, 30 years old, whatever, however, like fairly young. And I am now 60 and everything's gone according to plan. Yeah. To the T, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's happened for too many people. No. I'm sure there's some out there, but I mean, for who it did, that's amazing. Yeah. I wanna, I I'd like wanna, to interview you. Yes. Come on to the podcast. Yeah. So it's having flexibility because things do change. You know, you you might start your business and your spouse sees how amazing it is and be like, screw my W-2. I want to do this too. Yeah. Well, guess what? That changes things. Yes. So need more flexibility. You do. You do. And I think it's just so important just, and, and man, every time you hear us talk to a guest, it not every time, I'm probably sure I'd botch this, but I usually ask, hey, let's have a time for your spouse, your husband, your your wife like how supportive have they been and would you be in this place if they wasn't for them? the answer is absolutely no like I, the fact of how much support they give me is like i would have never done it without her or him yeah uh and so it's so important that both people are on the same page i think even before you get on this proverbial bridge and you take a jump have a plan make sure everyone's understanding the plan both spouses both yeah. both yeah husband wife and and so that's the, the thing that I really would like to implore on all these people and our listeners is just have a plan, have a yeah. clear plan, have an understanding of plan. And if you don't, man, we're right here. And two, my job recently and the whole team's job is like to give this clarity to our clients. Yeah. And if it hasn't been in the past, we're going to change that. We're going to change it. And I think as we, we help business owners. I hate change. We're going to adjust it. Change seems like we screwed up something. I don't think that's true. I just want to make sure people are just getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Adjusting. I mean, that's the whole thing. I don't, we can promise. I always promise people. I, we are not going to be the same planners in 10 years that we are today. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. If if we are, please fire us. Well, you probably would have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Already. But like, we're going to constantly keep improving and fine tuning, you know, what we do to make sure we're better for you. Every day. Like, so I shouldn't be the same planner I am tomorrow. Yeah. Or, like know, we are constantly learning. Yeah. And that's what I love about you, Aaron. You always are like, Hey, listen, what I just learned. This is amazing. Right. Yeah. Or I do like this, I guess, mantra that we're, we're creating of like, Hey, I might not know all the answers, but I'll find out. Yeah. And we'll try to figure out a solution to maybe that's that problem. That's keeping you up at night. Yeah. There's so much, I don't know, joy and like, confidence that that breeds and then we get to get back to our clients like it's not rocket science this is what we found out here's what we can do here's what we can't do yeah um just recently i'll get an example for this yes i heard a podcast where 
if you had your house paid off, somehow you could hire a lawyer and get out of property taxes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've done some research. It doesn't seem like that's any, there's no validity to that. Okay. Uh, at least that I have found. So yeah. if you know anything about that, I would love to hear. I felt like I heard it in a podcast. I might've been dreaming. It seems like I was, but that was one of those things like, Hey, I got to do more research on this yeah. and found out like, it's kind of a dead end right now, unless somebody opens a path that I want to look down. But like, these are the things that like, that's uncommon. Yeah. I'm not a lot of advisors that are looking at that. Yeah. And so let's go look at it. See if there's anything there. Well, there wasn't. So that's okay. But like, I got back to the client like, Hey man, I, I can't find anything about this. I've already called a lawyer, you know, yeah. a state lawyer. He has no idea. A real estate you know, that's, that's one thing I know for our listeners. I've appreciated by you, Philip. Cause like the, the one I'm talking about pet peeve of our industry is I feel like everybody, the financial planners, like I know what I know. I don't need to ask anybody. I'm going to yeah. stay in my little hole. Yep. Where, here you are. You're part of the FPA, you know, yeah. you're really involved. And you're always asking other advisors what they do, how they do it. Why are you doing this? This is way like you're really truly being like, so we're us both being athletes in our younger years and you still being an athlete yourself. Um, but like bringing that to the table now, yeah. like still like, Hey, I want to know what your other people are doing and like right. teach me like, or let's have these conversations. Cause at the end of the day, we can't know everything. Right. That's funny you brought up the FPA because I feel like I've just seen that work in so many cool ways. I know a lot of other chapters around the country has this very, well, we're all competitors. That's not the feel of the Iowa FPA. No. In fact, I was just at a meeting yesterday and we were talking about the DOL rules and the Secures Act and all this stuff. And there was an advisor in the room that was like, oh, can you talk to this? Because I screwed this up so bad. Like... And it was so like, you could see like everybody's kind of shoulders go down and be like, well, I've had a screw up over here. Like help speak into this part. Like, how do I do it? It was this, like you said, everybody was very open yeah. and like no one's perfect. And it would took this advisor to be like, Hey, I've messed this up in a beneficiary IRA, which there's so many loop, like there's so many <laughs> regulations around yes. that. Like, of course. So just talking through that. And then there was a lawyer that was giving the presentation. He's like, Hey, that's a really good point. Let's talk through that. And here's why it is so messy. Yes. <laughs> and he spoke into it and I was like, Oh my goodness. Like there's some pitfalls here. And it, it, it kind of encouraged this like, Hey, we're all learning. So like, if you're the one who's saying like, I got everything, I got my poop in a group, like you're actually missing out Yeah. because the other people who are actually vulnerable and transparent of like, Hey, this is something I did in the past. Like why, what? And, and then speaking to it, that person got far more value out of the person that was just close minded. Like, Oh, I'll never screw up. Like, I hate that. Not the play. Yeah. And now I'm saying like in life, we all screw up. Yes. Right. And it's the times that you have to have humility to understand how did you do that? Where did you get to? How did you get there? And how are you going to change in the future? Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. I know. Cause like, if you think about it, if you've screwed up in an area, I'm going to screw up. But if I can learn from your screw up, yes. I'll avoid that screw up. Yes. So it's like, we have less screw ups. Yes. So I just don't understand. Like I legitimately, like I know we are not a planners for everybody. No, my personality doesn't mesh with everybody. There's, nope. I have friends that are like, no, nah, we probably are not going to mesh in this. Like, let's not have you be a client. Right. We're great friends, but it just doesn't, work. doesn't work. Now my suggestion to them when they're finding somebody, a lot of people are like, Oh, make sure they have this designation or they do. No, my first and foremost now, this has developed in the past about a year, but it's what organizations are they a part of? Ah, interesting. And 
ask your how advisor. How are they furthering their education? How are they further their education? Because what I have seen in my seven or eight years, however long I've been here, the if your advisor does not surround themselves with other advisors outside of their firm, their organization, and educating themselves, they're not the guy. Right. They're they're sitting too comfortable, and they're not comfortable enough where they're at because. Ain't nobody stealing me from where I'm at. I know all the other setups. I'm comfortable. But like, I also love hearing other people's way of doing things, what they know. It's important. And you find good people. You've introduced me to people. Like, people. I just want to help people. I can only help this many families. But if I can tell you something that helps you to help your client, I've helped more people. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I love you. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so therapeutic, I think, for our clients to be like, hey, you can totally interview with other advisors. That's totally fine. Please. I want you to get the best fit for you. Yes. And if we're not the fit, then go find somebody who is a better fit. Just seems like we're the people who are reaching out to us kind of already know like, okay, they know what they're getting into. Yeah. (laughs) They're guys. All right. I don't know how much we can talk about this, but to me, our number one job is not only ask great questions, but then give people a clear plan where they're like, okay, I understand where I'm at. Here's, I will say one more thing. Sometimes when we do a plan, we realize that like what they are doing is not adequate for where they want to go. Yeah. And it's the best thing. I'm telling you this right now. It's the best thing that people have a uh, runway to figure out a different strategy. Here's why I get excited about it is because you have to go to an uncommon perspective. You've got to go to like, you got to bet on yourself, buddy. Like, yeah, because what you're doing in that, the, the match of the 401k and like what you is not going to get you where you want to go. No. So now you got to start thinking and you have time. Usually they have time. It's not like, and next year it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. We got to adjust. What does that adjustment look like? And now that gets exciting because it's almost like they have this, uh, forecasted view of like, Ooh, that's not where I want to be. Yeah. Well, then I can't keep doing the same thing I've already done and expect to get in a different spot. So that to me gets exciting. And that's where we, I think you do a great job of meeting them where they're at. Okay. Let's start thinking differently and let's look at it. And what if you did this or what if you did that? Like there's many levers we can pull, but the, the one that we can pull is like, well, you need to save more. Yeah, that sounds great. But do you like your job? Like those questions. And if you don't like your job and your advisor says, I'm going to need you to save 10% more. Like (laughs) they're going to be like, I hate you. And I hate my life. Like that is not our job, right? What is it that we could get excited for? How could we maybe sacrifice 10% more in order to then pour into something that you get excited about that could potentially make more money now scary it's potential there's a risk so if their spouse is like don't do that please you tried that so many times and okay that's a whole different deal so that's why there's a lot of value of all the experience that we've had to be able to create a clear plan that everyone's excited about a plan that uses money as a tool not you're not chasing money you're not chasing this like big bank account or whatever it is you're using it to be happy like Yeah, chasing to be happy. Like, what gives you the fulfillment in life? And let's make that the goal. Yeah. And let's get a clear-cut goal there. Because, I mean, I I have my own financial plan. And I have my own advisor to help me with my plan. Because guess what, guys? In my plan, I get really excited. And I start looking at the top of the mountain. Right. And it's like, okay, let's get to the top of the mountain. It's like, stop, Aaron. What's the next step you need to take? Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. It's good, man. That's good. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks for listening. Thank you. 
That's all for this episode, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.